brother The winner's where you wanna be Cause Friday night's just right for flying This is little what I need Get about as rowdy as an aeroplane We're gonna pop the roof tonight Cause Friday night's the night I like Friday night's on fire, on fire, on fire Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ben Schluter and welcome to this yet another episode of the LSU Flying Tigers podcast. Maybe this week we can actually get a meet-in, you know, as opposed to last week when things were a mess. And uh, speaking of meets that didn't happen, uh, meets that could happen. So before we get into the everything, uh, here's a thing that I've heard about that hasn't been officially announced, I don't think, but is in the works and is probably going to happen. So we didn't meet against Missouri or Arkansas. That might change. So Apparently, Missouri officials have been in contact with LSU officials about potentially squeezing us in for what would become a tri-meet against them. Um, Missouri and Arkansas are scheduled to face each other on Friday the 18th of February, but, hey, both of them had to, we had to cancel, uh, there was cancellations against both of them, and they were like, hey, are y'all free on Sunday? Because we could just squeeze you guys in. So the way it's looking is, we are going to have a meet on the 18th at home at 8 o'clock. That's when it will start. Uh, Then we have to travel to Columbia to take on Missouri and Arkansas on Sunday afternoon. Or like Sunday evening. Either way, on Sunday. Missouri and Arkansas will get an extra two days of prep. Fun. Cool, awesome, because we don't have injury issues, but you know what? We're going to do it anyway, because whatever. Uh, Bring it on. Why not? Might as well. We need to get in a road qualifying score. If you didn't know, which I sure as hell didn't until learning about it, um, for nationals, you need to have these things called national qualifying scores. That's how they seed teams, basically. And you need to have three road scores. Your top three road scores are counted uh, for it. So we were down to four road meets. Now we're back up to five if this goes through. We have one fewer at home, but that's fine because I don't think road meets matter as much. Um, Yeah, this is important. Now we're doing it. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, And before we actually get into the anything that has to do with the sport, I might as well get on with this thing that's happened, well, since Friday of a couple weeks ago. Because frankly, I've about had it uh, with waiting to get this done, and now that everything's basically come out that I'm gonna get, let's talk about the Alexis Jeffrey situation. Now, if you didn't listen to the last episode of my podcast or haven't been following the news recently, first of all, you should have listened to the last episode. I don't care if it was one and a half hours long. It had a lot of good stuff in it. Anyway, um, basically, Alexis Jeffrey was a UCLA gymnast. Now she's an LSU gymnast. That's been confirmed. And uh, if you didn't know, basically, she left the team before the season started because of some stuff, and it turns out that stuff was her being racist Um. And yeah, she transferred to LSU, and then kind of, we got caught up in it, and it was a big old problem, and now everything seems to have settled on our end, because we've just admitted to it. So, for a good bit, last we talked, you know, um, we didn't even know if she was here, but the rumors were that, yeah, she was at LSU. The question was, of course, was she part of the team? Was she with the team? We didn't know that until it accidentally leaked, and it leaked from the official LSU Gymnastics Facebook page. So, in lieu of the meet that got canceled, uh, so Arkansas canceled on us on Thursday. So, in lieu of that, uh, we did an inter-squad. We were going to do an inter-squad anyway on Friday, but, you know, we on Thursday, I believe, but we did it on Friday, and they streamed it, which was nice because I have stuff to talk about, which is awesome. I don't have scores because I 
A, forgot to write them down, and B, don't count them. They're not officially judges. They don't have the big stick thingies. I, I really hope that's the technical term. I know it's not, though. Um, but still. Uh, yeah, where were we? So during that, towards the end, uh, someone saw what looked to be Alexis Jeffrey. But of course, they couldn't confirm that until the very end when they showed everyone like hugging each other and, you know, finishing it up where you could very clearly see her face. Uh, and it was like, oh, that's her. If you know who that is, that's her. Okay. Um, that was a thing that occurred. Uh, yeah. So we hadn't announced that yet. And we looked horrible because we'd said nothing. And now she's here. Uh, on Sunday evening, Jay Clark officially confirmed to Scott Rabelais that, uh, yeah, she's a member of the team as a walk-on, which is interesting because at UCLA, she was on scholarship. So now she's a walk-on at LSU, which means she has to deal with all of the financial stuff. Like, it ain't cheap here. Like, if you're not on financial aid, like, it could be upwards of $30,000, I think. Um, not like they didn't help her with that, but still, I'm just saying this was a whole mess. We didn't look great, because we had taken her on, but we didn't exactly know why. And then Jay Clark said he wasn't going to do anything, and he wasn't going to say anything until LSU released an official statement. Except LSU never released an official statement, and he still spoke about it. Which I think is great, because when are we going to release this official statement? We added her to the team. She's officially on the roster, by the way. Um, and then on Tuesday, aka yesterday, as of the recording and uploading of this podcast, um, Jay was doing his weekly press conference, and someone asked him about it, and he answered. Now, keep in mind, at around noon, I think it was, it was right before that press conference, UCLA's athletics dire- uh, athletic director, Mart, his name is Martin Jarmond, or maybe it's Yarmond. Either way, uh, he... Like, they released a statement, it was him, it was the athletics department, uh, basically saying, like, oh yeah, we've been in contact with, like, gymnasts and all for about three and a half months. Uh, it was a two-paragraph thing that was emptiness, to say the least. Which, by the way, they were in contact for three and a half months, despite the fact that he never returned any emails for three months. That's not how that works. That's not how any of this works. But whatever, so they looked terrible from that. Then we came out and did the opposite. We said literally everything that happened. And by we, I mean Jay, because he's the only one that did this. Nobody else did. There wasn't a statement, no. Dude was asked about it, and he answered. And he answered full. Like, he talked for several minutes about the process they went through. Like, um... So the way it works, and I'm going to break this down a little bit. So, before he knew about the allegations, when he was going to add a transfer, he went to the team and he said, Hey, how do y'all think about adding someone in the middle of the season? We've never had a transfer before. Ever. Transfer portal is new. This is the first time we were going to take advantage of it. And everyone was fine with it. They didn't really know about it. He was you know, kind of questioning it at the time. Like, why would a girl walk away from her dream school with a scholarship to come to LSU? Like, that's kind of weird. And he was thinking that. Like, alarm bells weren't exactly ringing, but he was like, okay. I mean, I can accept this. And then he found out, oh, there are some things that have happened. Now, who didn't he find this out from? First problem, and I'm this is going to be a little bit all over the place, but you're going to understand this. Um, he didn't get anything from UCLA because he called them up, called up their AD, called up Chris Waller. Uh, that's the head coach. Uh, he got nothing. He couldn't get a single thing from them. They would not return his phone calls. That's not a good sign because... You guys should probably tell him about that, but they're going to use FERPA or some other stupid crap. Either way, that's not great. So, how are we going to get the information about what happened? One, ask her. Two, get in contact with other gymnasts. I made it out, I said that there's a chance they contacted Shay Campbell, or Shay Campbell contacted you know, one of our team members. It's possible they actually contacted several of them. It's not really confirmed how many and who. Because, you know, anonymity is really important in this situation. But what we do know is this. That, the allegation of her using the N-word and it having come from a song that was playing, that's what they got confirmation of as having been 
the incident that caused her to transfer. It may not have been the only one, and it may not have been like, but what's important is that that was the one. He said that, um, you know, whatever you'd seen online that was wildly different than what they had. Now, he knew. He knew he was not the one who was, you know, possible. He couldn't handle the situation, of course. Um, because, you know, this is a sensitive situation that's not for him. It's for the Office of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. So he went to Ashley Claire Kearney Thigpen, also known as, um, you know, a former LSU gymnast who was the first uh, black LSU gymnast to ever win an NCAA title, who was also a coach with us for a few years before becoming the Associate Athletics Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. So, a.k.a. someone who's really good with this. Um, you know, went to her, asked for her help, because he's smart and knows when to ask for help, like a good person does, um, and did. And so, like, she talked with Jeffrey and Jeffrey's father. That's apparently what had happened there. Um, and, like, Jay was talked was he said, like, look, I'm not married to this. If y'all don't think this is a good idea, we're not going to do this. But from what she'd said from a, a, a deputy AD for leadership and strategy, Dr. Lori Williams... Uh, also went through her and they all talked about it and they said no we think you should move forward with this and then he didn't move forward with it you know why because he wasn't done yet there are other people he had to ask and that was the team so he went to them he went to them they knew about it because that's the people he had to get the information from because UCLA wasn't going to tell him anything so he had to go through team members and they knew about it and they knew about the allegations, and he went to them. They had, you know, talks as a group, but he also was, you know, sensitive to the fact that, you know, when you're in a team setting, you might feel pressured. Went one-on-one -on -one and asked them all, like, is this something you're comfortable with? You know about what happened. Is this still something you're okay with? And, like, the way he was talking, it was clear. If even one person wasn't comfortable with it, he would have shut it down. He would have shut it down right immediately. If anybody felt like this wasn't something they were willing to do, then he wasn't going to do it. Because that's not how this team works. And that's not how he's going to run it. And that's not how anyone should really run a team. Because if even one person feels uncomfortable, then don't do it. And they were fine with it. This was a unanimous vote that was yes. And so she's on the team. And I will say, there... This is an important thing to mention. I'm not saying that this is a bias, but I'm saying that this is a thing we have to say. Jeffrey knows one of our teammates from before college, um, and that is um, Aaliyah Finnegan. Uh, and I've, I think I mentioned this, I maybe not on here, but like they're both from Missouri. They were at the same gym for a while. Jeffrey left the gym before her senior season, but they're in the same year. They're both freshmen. Um, so... I do want to say, yes, that is potential for something there, but I don't really see it as being that big a thing. Because, like, hey, okay, and? So what? If nobody else knows her, they don't know her, they ain't going to say anything. They ain't going to have that kind of bias. They will listen to a teammate, but it's, like, also the situation. And they went through all the right avenues. Jay went through every single possible avenue. He went as carefully as he could. He treated the situation with the sensitivity that it deserved. Maybe too much sensitivity, even. Like, why would you go to all these people? It's a genuine question, but I think it's because he's realizing, hey, wait, like, this is the first time we've ever done this. We're going to do this right. Hey, I've never dealt with something like this. We're going to do this right. And at the end of it, he was like, look, by the way, before I get to the end of this, when he was mentioning all of that stuff and being transparent, the one thing he never said was her name. So, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I do think that's an important thing to mention. And someone did, the next question was, can you tell us her name and um, anything about her? I don't think he expected to be asked about like her as an athlete. I don't think it's a bad thing. It's like, you know, everything that's been talked about with regards to her has been about what she did and not what she does. 
Um, he did also confirm that she's not traveling with the team to Athens. She's still trying to get acclimated to LSU. You know, we're in the first two weeks of the new semester. That makes total sense. Um, and he said, like, she's going to have to earn it. Like, she's not going to be treated special just because of what she did. Uh, at, you know, as, a, as an athlete, I should say. She's not going to be treated special because of what she's done as an athlete. And they had recruited her a little bit, but not too much. Because, again, UCLA was the dream school. You're going to lay that to rest for a bit. But, yeah. We were pretty transparent about it. And then at the end, he's like, look, if y'all want to ask any questions about this, go ahead. I'm not going to just, you know, be coy. I'm not going to avoid answering questions. And if there's anything that I don't know, I'm going to refer you to UCLA. Ask them those questions because we don't know the answers and we've tried to get them. And guess who isn't telling us? UCLA. And like... He's, and he made a very clear point of like, look, if she did the things, that, if she does anything like that, if she is in any way like racist towards the members of this team, if she does anything like that, and if anyone does anything like that, I'm going to put my foot down and I'm going to stomp it out because I'm not going to have it. Because the one thing that matters is team chemistry. And you can clearly see that in the way he talks. I urge you to watch his press conference and watch how he speaks and hear how he speaks because the dude's a leader the dude gets so much crap online and I don't know how many times they've actually seen him people have seen him speak because he is nothing like the words actions speak louder than words and so do like so does like actually speaking you need to see it to understand why and like Look, to be clear, by the way, she's not getting off without consequence. Like some people are saying, oh, she gets to travel. I mean, she gets to transfer to LSU without consequence. It's like she is actually facing consequences for her actions, which is good. Now, maybe they're not as severe as you might want them to be, but like it's not like she did all of this and then got to do whatever she wanted and then is transferring and is suffering no harm. Again, no financial aid. Well, I mean, no scholarship. Um, she's not going to her dream school anymore. She walked away from her dream school. I mean, she has to deal with Baton Rouge weather now, which is, you know, not exactly great. Um, like, she's sunny, you know, amazingness of UCLA. UCLA being the program that it is, offering her so many opportunities. And she walked away from that. She's also lost all her NIL deals. All of the money she was going to get, that's gone right now. She cost herself that, and she knows that. And I do wish that she could grow. I don't feel like this is great, but I'm also not going to be the one who says I can judge her because that's not my job. And that's the thing. Like, I'm cautious about how I'm going to speak about her considering this. Right? Like, I'm welcoming her to the team, but it's not with arms wide open. It's not like it's just an easy, okay, you're a part of this team, this is simple. No. I'm cautious. Like, she has to earn respect. She has to earn the... She just has to earn that. She has to earn my respect. She has to do the right thing. And it's going to take time, and I'm not going to do it immediately. You have to earn that kind of crap. Especially after this situation. Because I'm very skeptical of her. And I have to be. Because of the fact that we don't have any confirmation about how far this went and how long this went. And now, and by the way, before I get on to some more stuff, I need to talk about what UCLA did with this. Because UCLA, you're a failure. And you should be the ones that are getting called out. You allowed this to happen. What you were hoping happened didn't happen. You were hoping that she would transfer, you could just brush it off, and then you'd get all, all the heat would go to the team to which she transferred. You were hoping she'd just quietly leave, and then LSU would take all the heat, and you could continue to be who you were. No, you can't do that. 
Your athletes are being silenced. You're silencing your athletes. Let them speak on this situation. You didn't listen to them for three and a half months, Martin. You didn't listen to them for three and a half months. The coaching staff clearly does not care about its athletes. You don't care about your own image. You think that you can... Is that you put yourselves as a bastion of progressive uh, and of you know Black Lives Matter and all of this. And look at what you really are. Do they matter to you? Do Black Lives Matter to you? They clearly don't. Because when they... Because when black women are telling you they don't feel like they matter, you you reaffirmed it. They reached out to you. The best response people were getting was from Twitter, not from official correspondence. You are a failure right now. Your coaching staff, I'm sorry, not your coaching staff, Chris Waller doesn't care. He honestly thinks he can coast right now. He thinks that people are angry at him because they aren't winning. No, sir. It's because you don't care about your team. And you don't care about your athletes. And they feel unwanted. They shouldn't have to transfer from UCLA, by the way. The ones that have been actual victims of this, they shouldn't have to transfer. No, that's not how this should work. No, they should be able to stay at UCLA. They should be able to get all of this help. It, what it felt like for them, by the way, was that Alexis Jeffrey was being given preferential treatment and that you were listening to the victim. And you were treating her like she was the victim, excuse me. And you weren't listening to the actual victims. Bro, that's not how this works. And I'm just going to be blunt about it. Uh, you can't just be listening to white woman tears all the time. No, that's not how this works. She can cry and cry and cry all she wants to. She's avoiding actually getting any repercussions for it. And if you'd have done something about it, boom. Now she's actually facing repercussions for her actions. She's losing money. She can't go to her dream school. Look at that. Those are real repercussions. But you could have done this quietly. And she could still be a part of that team. But you didn't. And also, by the way, another reason why I'm so reluctant is that Alex Jeffrey literally could have stopped. You could have stopped. There's something that's clearly happened that we don't know about, but... You could have stopped. You could still be there. You chose to transfer, and the reasons behind it, they're yours. And you are entitled to your privacy under the law. You don't have to say why. You can say why if you want to, but I'm not going to force you to. You have the privacy. I respect that. But, yeah, UCLA, you got problems. You clearly don't care about your athletes at all. And then, finally, to speak on this... Uh, just for the rest of the internet, uh, for those looking at and judging LSU Jim, I'm looking at you, Jim Twitter, um, because I have gone on you for far too long, and uh, oh, looky here. First of all, to those of you who were defending the racism uh, and the being a racist, no, you're not a good person for defending the racism and for this and that, and you know who you are because everyone's called you out. Um, you are not a good fan of this team, and frankly, the team really doesn't want you. Um, look, we have been as open and as transparent as any team has ever been in a situation like this in any sport. I've never seen a team or a coach come out and say, yeah, here's literally everything that happened, here's what we did, here's the entire process, here's the fact that we talked to everyone, and we made sure to get this right or as right as we possibly could, and we came to this conclusion. And I have no problem with that. By the way, people online, I don't know what Jay Clark did to lose your respect. Maybe it was the Sammy Durante situation last year where she said that thing on, where it was that snap, and then nothing happened with her. To which I would respond, mm, I can see how you might be angry at that, but that doesn't seem as big. Like, yeah, I could see, though, why maybe you would want her suspended for me. But if that was a first-time thing, then I can see letting someone off the warning. If that's the first time someone's done something, I can at least see it. Agreeing with it and seeing it, some people are different. Hey, whatever. Let's move on from that. But if that's the only thing, you guys got really big problems with the way you deal with this. Like, y'all. It was one thing. 
maybe a couple of things. There are certain things that I'd really like to get to know about it. Because if you actually see the way this guy leads this program, you'd have a different idea. Now again, I'm not a part of this team. So I've only seen it in press conferences. It took me two press conferences for me to get this guy's re- for him to get my respect. It took two press conferences because of the way he carries himself and the way he speaks. And how open he is with it. Alright? You I need you to watch his press conferences. The way he looks, the way he talks about people. Because he respects the hell out of people and he earns that respect back. And it's very clear he is not, he doesn't have a problem with expressing that. That he respects people. In fact, like, he, he talks about it so often. It's very clear that everyone feels like they have that ability to just come to him and be like, hey, I have this, that, or the other thing. Which is good. You know why? That's what a coach should do. You should feel safe going to a coach. You know where you can't do that? UCLA gym. We know that now. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to call them out or anything. I'm just saying you guys failed miserably and you should feel ashamed of yourselves. All right? By the way, he's a leader and he ain't afraid to ask for help when he needs it. He literally said that he went to a- to uh, Ashley Claire Kearney Thigpen. And by the way, we I'm going to call her ACK or Ashley Claire Kearney because... That's usually how she's referred by, like, everyone. He said he wasn't equipped to handle the situation. Yes, he is aware that he's a white dude. He's very aware of that situation. Not only that, he understands that because of that, he can't handle every single thing and that he shouldn't handle every single thing. He's not equipped to do so because he doesn't have the perspective or the life experience. That's self-awareness that people need to know. And that people need to have, in general. Not just because of one guy. No, because in general, you need to know about what the heck your limits are. And about when you should involve someone else. It's not weak to do that. It actually shows strength. That's perceived strength, too. Like, people will perceive you as a stronger leader if you involve other people. Because it means that you show that you're human. Um, yeah. Look, he's not a damn fool. Right? He's been around this sport way too damn long to be a stupid idiot. Alrighty? He's not going to be stupid. He saw this situation and he knew there were some problems with it, so he tried to reach out. That didn't work so well. It wasn't his fault. He went through it. He asked everyone. And by the way, he cares too damn much about this program. You can see he cares a lot about this program. That he was not going to let anything ruin it. I said this situation would resolve itself. And the reason I said this would resolve itself is because I thought people cared way too much. Anyone that was involved with this program cared way too much to let it get screwed up. I was right. These people care way too much. The coaches care way too much about this. Way too much. Or is there too much to care about? I don't think there really is. But you understand what I mean by that. Like, cares a lot about this and how it goes. And what happens in these situations and how this can impact people like he should like anyone should he treated the situation with more care than UCLA did and he was given so much worse of a situation UCLA dropped him with this because they never returned his phone calls and they weren't transparent oh well and he did it on his own Except, I'm sorry, not on his own. He did it with the help of other people. He got the right people involved to come to a good decision. And he got the team involved, got them to come to the decision. I saw someone online that said uh, Ashley Claire Kearney should have been harsher with the how she handled this, or she should have done something different. Um, hi, shut up. You are not her. You do not get to dictate her feelings and her actions and what she did. I get... Why you might think that, you might think that the university put pressure on her. Believe me when I say this, I don't think that's what happened. Okay? She knows what she's doing. And when I say anyone I've seen online has vouched for her, I mean everyone. Every single person who knows her has said only the best things about her. And about how she would treat a situation 
especially like this. Because <laughs> you think... you th Guys, she was a prominent black gymnast at LSU. You think crap's bad now. You know it was worse back then. She's experienced worse. She's had to deal with worse. And she's going to feel a certain way about it. Trust me, a lot of people would feel anger. She's probably got some of that too. But you don't get to dictate how she feels. You do not get to do that. It is annoying to see someone online do that. And frankly, whomever you are, I hope you understand that that's not how this works. You don't get to choose how someone else feels just because it's how you feel. If you think you can, you need to really re-examine yourself. You need a full-on re-examination of how you view other things. And by the way, if, if the athletes of color, all five of them, uh, actually, no, six of them. Did you know, by the way, here's a fun little fact. Um, did you know that Leah Finnegan technically was like, like her sister? Like, I think this was something I had never known because like, you know, reasons. Um, but like Aaliyah Finnegan, uh, or, you know, Kai Rivers or, and by the way, like Aaliyah Finnegan, like her family, I believe it's like something where it's like, I didn't know that, frankly, that's all I'm going to say there because I'm not going to say it the wrong thing, but like, you know, every single one of them, we have like, if, like with that, I think that's six and like every single one of them felt comfortable with it. That's how it is. According to, uh, Jay. Yes, I know I sounded like an idiot there. Let's all pretend I didn't do that, okay? Please, because I'm feeling a lot of idiocy right now, and I'm not editing it out because sometimes you gotta look like an idiot. But anyway, if all of them felt comfortable with her being a part of the team, they didn't feel coerced with saying that they felt comfortable, they're welcoming her to the team, then I'm gonna need you to understand that then then she's a part of this team and you can't tell them not to accept her. You can't tell them how to feel. I don't care who you are, you cannot tell people how they're supposed to feel about another person. That's not how this works in this situation. When you have all of this information and you come to that conclusion and you came to it on your own volition, that's it. You can criticize it all you want, but you cannot say it was the wrong decision. And if you do, once again, re-examine what you're saying. Because, trust me, I have seen people online who are not from this country who are saying that stuff, and I don't know what their race is, so I'm not going to think of that, but you're not an American. So you don't know you you got no idea. Let's just let's just put that right there. You you have no idea about how all of this works. And by the way, if you're not an American, and I need to point this out, you do not understand how it was like you think you understand how bad it is for someone to say that. You don't, it is so much worse than you think it is. It is so much worse than you think it is. I have had I have looked it up. I have done a little bit of research, and trust me, it's worse than I thought it was. No, like, there is a lot of history behind it, and of why it's so horrible, and of how it was used. Yeah, it's one of the very few words on which there is a very extensive history behind. Okay? So, if you think... If you think it's bad, it's actually worse than you think it is, but also, you don't get to dictate how people feel. I'm just going to point that out. You don't get to dictate how people feel. I can't believe I'm still on this, and we haven't talked about Jim. I apologize, but I got a lot to say. Um, if you want to hate LSU for having her on the team, that is fine. If you believe this is grounds for firing Jay Clark, that is fine. I believe that you are wrong, and I can prove that you're closed-minded, because that is literally the definition of closed-minded right there. You weren't I was like, I've seen people who are saying, no, if you aren't going to agree with me that Jay Clark should be fired, uh, just don't talk to me. Before Jay had even had a chance to explain the whole situation. Even afterward, people still are not willing to look at LSU and say, hey, we can accept this. 
You can disagree, but you're going to have to accept it. And if you can't, you really need to re-examine yourself. You really need to re-examine yourself because guess what? People are allowed to come to their own conclusions on certain issues. And guess what? This is actually one of them of whether or not they're going to give someone a second chance. Because that's a personal decision. Deal with it. Okay? And by the way, I am reluctant, again, to accept her as a part of the team, but I'm just dealing with it. I'm doing this out of, okay, she's a part of the team, moving on. Because frankly, it already happened. I got no control over it. I see people who believe that there were those who were afraid or were pressured and had to accept her on this team. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, there's no way that happened. There's almost no way that happened. First of all, uh, no, that seems highly unlikely considering we've never done a transfer before. Why would we be forcing us to do that? But number two, do you know who the leaders on this team are? They would have been likely, they're the voices you were worried about being afraid and they're the ones who would have voiced their concerns. And they're the ones who would have been listened to. Okay? Because do you know who Jay Clark consistently talks about as being one of the leaders on the team? Just in general? Kai Rivers. Alrighty. They made a whole video last Thursday about just how great a leader she is. That is her biggest quality. That's one of her most important like, the best thing about her. She's a damn good gymnast, but her leadership qualities are clearly the most incredible. You worried about her being afraid? <laughs> Look, I can tell from the personality that she exudes that the last thing she is is afraid to make sure that everyone knows if she feels uncomfortable. The way this team dynamic works, they're pretty well equipped to tell you whether or not they feel uncomfortable. I hope that made sense. And by the way, um, I understand this other point that, you know, it is kind of weird that this girl didn't stay at UCLA. She went to LSU because she thought it'd be easier to be accepted for being a racist here. That's a theory people have said online. And that's one that I'm like, oh, it's not out of the realm of possibility considering how sanitized LSU is. Like, by God, we do not post anything that is of, you know, equality or justice um, except for like going out in the community service is one thing but like seriously you have never seen a Black Lives Matter post or anything about um, you know LGBT stuff on the I haven't seen that on the page ever and Florida does that and well Florida's the only one that really does that in the SEC um Really. Like, they're basically the only one. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, she's here now. And, uh, that being said, I've never had more faith in this team and this program to do the right thing when necessary, when given the hardest of the hard situations, when backed up behind the eight ball, when you have no one else that's helping you, when you're getting screwed, and when it's hard to do the right thing, and where... You could just say no, but you're actually willing to go through a full process just in case. They did it. In a sport as individual as gymnastics, LSU's a great example of how you can bridge that gap between being an individual sport and being a team sport. And my final thoughts on this before we actually talk about gymnastics stuff. I know, we're halfway through this thing, basically, and we haven't even talked about the sport itself. Um... I hope this makes us stronger. I hope this builds the bonds between teammate and teammate or coach and teammate or coach and coach. All of that becomes stronger. A better unit. A more cohesive unit. Because, and he's talked about this, and I kind of know about it, just from seeing it, like in person, but like, this is a very tight and sacred bond. This is the team that I would hold up as being the best example of LSU sports. This is the best team on this campus. As a unit. And I'm not trying to like say other teams are worse, but like 
This is what you would want to show people. Then that's something to be proud of. And I am very happy for that. Because I was worried I would not have that anymore. And turns out we showed our faces. Our faces are pretty good. So yeah. Alright, that was 40 minutes, and most of that was talking about that. So, let's get into this intra squad. I'm not going to be talking about everything, because there was a lot of stuff. So I'm going to be running through it, since there's not a lot, you know... There's really not to say... I'm sorry, there's really not much that I can say, because there weren't any scores, really. So there's mostly just going to be my thoughts on certain things, not everything, because we're not taking forever. So... Torrey Tatum on bars. That's going to be a thing. I don't know how to describe it, but it's going to be good. Seriously, when is she making her debut? I don't know when that is. Maybe that'll be this week. Fingers crossed that we have a meet this week. I'm getting really sad. Yes, angry and sad at the same time. I can't think of a word that would describe that. Um, Aaliyah Finnegan. She did every event. She's she's really good. She's really good. Uh, They showed her dismount on bars, but then they showed, like... Ooh, uh, actually no. Before I talk more about this, let me talk about the way this was done because I do want to talk about production. I can't believe I'm doing this. First of all, Jay Clark will literally be a is is a broadcaster in training. The dude has a good mic presence. I don't know how to how how the heck do you describe this? He's so good at it. Like it's incredible. Why wasn't he on the call during the national championships last year as some sort of analyst? Please. That would have been awesome. He's got the presence for it. He can speak to a microphone. They had a microphone and a sound system set up during it. He was talking all about it, explaining a bunch of stuff. Um, It's a really good mic presence, and it's cool. I like it. I like it when people have good mic presences. Maybe it's because I also have a good mic presence. You know, because I keep talking. Um, Yeah. So there was that. The fact that it was 480p video quality is okay, I guess. It was on a phone. Trying to rewatch it was literally a nightmare. Not literally a nightmare, but literally a nightmare. Man. But yeah, uh, overall, I'm like really happy that happened. We need to have more of this. More content is good. Like I've said last week, being more open about things that are happening and talking more about it and showing it off is cool and awesome, and builds things, and is a great way to get people invested. There are lots of ways to do this. Yeah, so, anyway, back to this. Aaliyah Finnegan, she's going to have a different dismount on bars later. They showed the one that she's going to start with, then, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, look, I cannot, I said this, what was it, two weeks ago? Or last week? And I don't want to be rude. Sarah Edwards has a problem with her rotations. Because it keeps... Remember the problem I mentioned about her over-rotating? It keeps happening. On vault, she did it again. She had to get... She had to take an extra step. I don't know why this keeps happening. But someone needs to do something about it. Because it doesn't look good. Now, did I... I was like, And it happened on her uh, floor, too. Did I mention that on my Instagram story? Yes. Did she see that? Yes. Did she actually read it? I don't know, but we'll find out some point. Yes, I will ask later. We will deal with that next week. That's a genuine thing that's happening. Do you think I'm an idiot? Yes. It's like, shut up. And there's nobody talking, but sometimes you feel a little awkward for things you do. And this is one of them because I feel bad for this, but I don't because it's really just an observation. Once again, over-rotating on the fault and then on floor, first two passes, it's extra gen- it's extra energy generated by one of her legs being too far out in front, causing her to have to correct her rotation. Then on the third pass, she nailed it. And it was awesome. That was good. That needs to happen all the time. There are multiple people who clearly need to get more practice, and we haven't had the opportunity to because did I mention COVID's a bitch? Yeah. Haley Bryant. So, again, remember the plantar fascia thingy? Yeah. Well, she's good on bars, which, yeah, that's that's not a problem. You're not pushing off on anything. But Jay mentioned that she could also go on vault. Okay. Let's see about that. Kai, on bars. She looked pretty good for the first meet. 
that was her first time on bars. She's getting much better. Like, oh, this is good. I'd like to see this. But for real, this is really good. Yeah. Okay, so, when is uh, Chase Brock debuting on floor? I don't care how low scoring it is. I want it... I want it to be a bit better scoring, but damn if I don't love watching it. Okay, so one, it looks cool. Like, the actual stuff in it is just cool. Number two, the music itself, and I'm going to get into music nerddom, uh, is a violin and, like, strings rendition of Seven Nation Army, and it hits really hard. And it doesn't have much of a percussion in it, but, like, it doesn't need it, because that's the whole arena. That's going to be going, you know, that's going to be giving the claps anyway. But, like, it's really good. And I like it. Alright? Um, yeah. Now, Aaliyah Finnegan's first pass on floor is actually insane, and I genuinely don't know how to deal with it. Here's what else is insane, and this is going to be a really big-time problem. Uh, her floor music is genuinely one of the worst things I've ever heard in my life. This ain't it. This is not a hit piece, but let me be clear about this. Uh, I had to re-listen to it, and I nearly died. Not really, but it doesn't flow well. It has six different pieces in it. There are seven times there's a piece of music, so there's one piece that repeats, and there are six transitions, none of which flow all too well, all of which flow into different rhythms, and it's so bad. Dude, it sounds like my brain when I forget to take my ADHD medication. Alright? It's just all over the place. It can't stick to one thing. And it's terrible to listen to. You cannot tell me that constantly changing tempo and rhythm is a good thing. Like, honestly, it's so... Look. It's like... I th- I don't know how it happened, but it's so bad. Genuinely, and I'm not trying to criticize her, but also you need to stick to two to three songs. You cannot be dealing with seven different track with seven tracks on there, plus the ending. So really, it's like eight. That's it's awful sounding, genuinely abysmal sounding, because it doesn't flow well. It sounds terrible. I lose focus. How the hell does she deal with it? I mean, that's honestly the most impressive part, is that you can have such... Oh my god, it's so bad. Like, it really is hard to focus when the music is jumping all over the place, when there's no rhythm, and there's no way to get the... And this is important to me, the crowd doesn't get into it. How can the crowd get into it if, it conti- if the crowd cannot pick up on what's going on? I've heard... Yes, there are ways to go through two songs. That works. Even with a crappy transition, you can still go through two songs. This is six songs, seven tracks, with bad transitions throughout. It's an absolute and utter mess. I don't... I don't just want to shit all over it, but also, it's really bad. It's honestly some of the worst things I've ever heard in my life. It's, it's honestly some of the worst I've ever heard in my life. And it's just because of the... It's because it doesn't have a through line. If it had some sort of focal point of attention, I could deal with it, but I can't. It's genuinely a um, chore to listen to. And I'd honestly take off points just because of it. But music points don't exist. They should exist. Please. Also, this th- that one ended with a tiger roar at the end of it. I've noticed that the freshmen and the sophomores all have it at the end of theirs. And the juniors and the seniors don't. Y'all gonna need to be a little bit more consistent and or tell me why the hell that happens. Why is that there? Some of y'all have it, some of y'all don't. Why? Can you be consistent? Don't have it or do have it. I don't get it. There's no theme here. Please have a theme. It's just a personal thing. I'm weird. Uh, by the way, Elena Arenas, who, this is going to be a big one for her. Georgia, that's where she's from. Yes, that's not going to be any pressure. Um, Her floor performance looked way better than the one that was on uh, against Centenary, 
Yes, I know this was an intra-squad, but I want that on Friday. I want what I saw and how good it looked on Friday. Now, Olivia Dunn actually did a floor routine, and the internet rejoiced. For there was another world that it could conquer. Yes, that exists now. Um, and it doesn't look terrible. It doesn't look finished. That's not a bad thing. It literally doesn't look finished. Sierra Ballard. Okay, remember that whole problem with the slightly over-rotating on the first pass? It's still a thing. And notice the exact reason for it. She lands on the... It's like she's landing not even on the palm of her V. You need to land in the middle, mate. I don't know how to do that. I'm not a genius. I can't do this stuff, okay? You make it look impressive, but you gotta get it done well. Come on, it's gonna kill. I just want you... I, I just want that to happen. I'm not trying to be critical. I'm trying to give you the specific thing. And I know you're not listening to this, but that doesn't matter. You gotta get that down. Get that down, it's gonna kill. It's almost there. It's so close. But every time, it's the front, and it's like on her toes, and she has to like step forward. You gotta do better than that. Now, this is gonna be the most annoying thing. Hey, have I continued to mention this one person every time? Is there a reason for it? I figured out the reason why, actually. Yes, there is a reason why. Look, so first of all, KJ Johnson is now on beam. Not really. Uh, actually, it's just a work in progress. I learned that from a very close and trusted source on the matter. I'll give you three guesses on who that is. But that whole intro squad was like, oh, that's why I love watching this. Hops. Look. I know the K in her name stands for Caitlyn. I, I figured that out because I actually found her elite scores because I was going to... Let's not talk about the reasoning behind that. It had something to do with plans that I had slash have. Um, but the J has to stand for jumps. Seriously, this girl generates height at... I don't know how she does it. I'm genuinely serious. Like, it's incredible. Like, even on beam, like, she's jumping and it's like, no, okay, that's insane. That's insane. That's That's pretty high. I didn't think... Any, she's five feet. She doesn't really look like she can generate height. Like, like it's not like her frame is like, oh yeah, no, that's someone who's probably got a lot... There's not a lot of weight, clearly, in the calves or anything. No, it's just like... Bling. It just sort of happens. I don't know how the heck you put spring... It was like, what are you, Spring Mario from freaking Super Mario Galaxy? Like, that's what it looks like. It's impressive as hell. Like... Seriously, like the height on her vault, which by the way, did want to mention that that's apparently a single thingy and it's going to become like a double twist thing. I know the technical terms, guys. Um, uh, yeah, it's going to become a double at the end, which yeah, that thing has height. That thing gets up. And then we've already mentioned her floor routine like multiple times, but I've literally shown other people it just to show how cool this sport is. And like, yeah, no, it's awesome. And it's like, what? How the heck does someone get that high? And the answer to that question is no idea. That's not my answer, by the way, I've asked. I have literally asked this question and I know as much. Yeah, so that's a thing. But yeah, so if you like watching people jump really high... That's who you watch. Like, how does one do this? Who knows? It's got to be in the workout routine. That's the only other thing I can think of. I, but still, is is kind of broken. I honestly got to figure out what her high jump is now. Because these are questions you ask people normally. That's a genuine question. I want to know who has the highest high jump on this team. Because frankly, like that would explain a few things. But yeah. Now that we're done all of this crap. Um, by the way, you know what? No. Like, and I've shown people. You want to get people to understand why you like gymnastics? Uh, you show them Ona Loper's vault from Monday to see what a perfect vault looks like. Because by God, that is the tennest 10 that has ever tend to take from Twitter. Uh, but it's true. Like, holy cow, was there anything wrong with that? 
was there anything wrong with that? That thing looked awesome. Uh, and then if you want to show what insanity looks like, you show KJ Johnson's first pass. That it's three seconds in. And it's like, and okay, my mind has gone. Bloop. Nope. My mind has turned too much. What was that? Is genuinely stupid how good it looks. I I don't get it. I don't get it. How does something do that? Why? This is still... I'm still broken from it. But I think we should finally preview Georgia and then get out of here. Because I've been talking for nearly an hour. And you probably don't want to listen to me anymore. Especially considering the first 30 minutes of this crap. 40 minutes? Fun! Believe me when I say thanks for not having this... We're never going to have to deal with episodes this long that don't talk about the actual sport itself ever again. I hope and pray. But whatever. Um, so, let's talk about Georgia. Talk about them in their last meet. They're headed into their third meet. Uh, they began with a 194.5 against Michigan. Then they had to postpone a meet scheduled for the 17th. And last meet was against Florida. That was on the 21st, and that was a loss for them as well. So they've yet to uh, win. They lost to Michigan, uh, but they lost to Florida 196.975 to 194.475. Now, let me tell you, I know where they lost this. Badly. But we'll see. So on vault, they were at a 49.225. They dropped a 9.725. Their high was a 9.925. And their Olympic average, which, as I've mentioned before, this is basically the clustering of it. Uh, it's, you know, you take out the high and the low, divide by four. It was a 9.825. On bars, they had a 49.1. They had to drop a 6.25. Their high was a 9.875. And their Olympic average was 9.80625. I'm going to skip beam to go to floor, because on floor they were a 49.525. They dropped a 9.775. Their high was a 10. That's right, Rachel Bauman earned a 10 on floor. And their Olympic average was a 9.88125. Nobody did all around, by the way. But let me tell you something. The beam was cursed. For Georgia, the beam was cursed. Hell, even, even Florida had to deal with a little bit of the curse of the beam, because the Gators had a fall, and they had to count a 9-6. And meanwhile, Georgia had five falls. Yeah. Their beam score was a 46.625. Their drop, their lowest score was a 9-1-2-5. Their high was a 9-8-2-5. Their Olympic average was a 9-2. Yeah, that's unfortunate. It's not good. To have one, like you can deal with one fall and beam because you can make up for it with the other five. But five? What happened? I honestly don't know. I mean, like, it's just not good. They're not gonna do that again. I'll tell you that. They're not gonna fall off like that. We can only blame the beam being cursed. Someone must have cursed the beam. Okay, that's the only way that happened. That clearly the logical. But yeah, um, Georgia's going to come to fight. We've been off for two weeks. We need to get back on. Please don't cancel. I need this meet. Mainly for content reasons, but also because it'll be fun. Which actually, yeah, that's the other reason, is that I won't be content without my content. See what I did? That, yeah, it wasn't funny. But yeah, that's going to do it for this absolutely annoyingly long episode of... Um, the LSU Flying Tigers podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this, but you probably, you know, dealt with me rambling on about a non-gymnastic subject. So, um, as a result of that, uh, if you did listen through the full way, that's awesome. However, I have also, for those of you who want to share this and tell the other people, I, I did put in the description the time at which I actually talk about LSU gymnastics as a sport. Um, yeah. And I didn't mention this only because I just came up with this idea in the middle of recording it because I realized most people probably don't want to hear my everything. But yeah, I uh, hope you enjoyed this. If the meet goes off as it should, uh, right afterward, 
Friday Night Hypes. Uh, it'll be back, just, you know, initial thoughts right afterward. And then next week, going to have another episode, Let's Hope and Pray. That episode is going to come out on a Wednesday, but the meet that we will have next at home isn't until a Saturday. Should be real fun, but... Uh, yeah, if you enjoyed this, uh, share it with some people that you know. Please. It's fun, right? Um, I would have done a hype thing right now, but, you know, I don't even want to pretend to do this. I, I did it, and, uh, we didn't face off against someone, and now I feel kind of like, mm. And plus, right now, they've already dealt with enough. Uh, they can do this. They've got this. I believe in them. You don't need me to hype you up. You're good right now. Next week will be different. Um, but yeah, uh, if you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, those links or those ats are in the description. So follow me there for more content. My Instagram story on uh, Friday night is going to be an absolute disaster. And by disaster, I mean it's going to just be me posting like all of the clips from the meet that I want. Um, yay! But yeah, so that's going to do it for this episode of the LSU Flying Tigers podcast. Next week will be much more gymnastics heavy and not other things heavy. Trust me. But until such a time as that, I've been Ben Schluter. Hope you have a fantastic week. And until next time, bye-bye.